Galatians chapter 3. Uh, I'm going to be starting in verse 8. We started in, in verse 1 last week. And just to give you a very quick recap, these Galatians had received the Lord but are wanting to go back to the law, wanting to go back to the rules, literally wanting to go back to their way. And it is the story of every Christian. We give our hearts to God, we start after him, we get after him, and then all of a sudden something happens along the road, and we want to go back to what we know. We don't do it on purpose, we sometimes don't even notice that we've done it, but all of a sudden we're no longer being led by God, but we are being led by our circumstance, or by the world, or by our problems, or just by nonsense. We're just wandering, we're not being led at all. And what's happening here is Paul is trying to kind of uh, herd the, the sheep back in. And if you remember, it starts off saying, Oh, foolish Galatians. So I want you to know that this word is for you. It's so easy to get off track. We're just going to pick it up right in verse 8. I encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast to get caught up if you need. But we're just going to dive in. I'm going to try to be quick. We're going to eat. I know it's raining, but... God's in the rain and in the sun, and we're going to fellowship and enjoy today. We need the rain. Whether we literally need it right now for crops or whatever, we need rain. Rain's good. What's more, the Scriptures looked forward to this time when God would make the Gentiles right in His sight because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago. When he said, all nations will be blessed through you. Through who? Through Abraham. Right? Let's pay attention. So, all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. Does that all include you? It includes you if you are a believer. Okay, are you with me? All who share that same faith as a believer. But those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under his curse. For the scriptures say, cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey. Everybody say all. All the commands that are written in in God's book of the law. So it is clear that no one can be made right. Everybody say no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For Scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. It is through faith that a righteous person has life. This way of of faith is very different from the way of law, which says it is through obeying the law that a person has life. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing, for it is written in the Scriptures, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree through Christ Jesus. God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham, so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. So much there. I read that very quickly. We are not saved because of our looks. We are not saved because of our position. I want you to know Abraham was not chosen because of his looks or his social position or his money or his history. 
He was chosen because of his faith. His faith in God, as we live the same way by faith, we get to share the same blessing. We get to share the blessings of Abraham. I want to ask you, do you know what they are? I think you might know kind of the big picture, but you need to know what the blessings of Abraham are. Why? Because you're promised them. We are an entitled nation. We believe we deserve things. I don't think necessarily that's wrong when it is used in the correct way. God expects us to know what his word says and to expect it. It says when we ask for wisdom, we should expect to receive it. Every time. Got up this morning praying for wisdom. I need wisdom. I have a tendency of making dumb decisions. Scripture right here tells me that if I try to do this thing on my own, I am going to fail. If I try to hold up the world by the law, it's going to crumble. Because to be honest with you, I've already broken that law several times. All have sinned and fall short. If you could have done it on your own, Christ wouldn't have had to die. But Christ died to redeem you. And the only way you live a redeemed life is by living by faith. If you undo your faith and get back into your way, you undo what's happened and that weight falls back on you. You're wondering why you're walking around like this. I got told this week that I have a little bit of scoliosis in my upper back. So I walk around like this. I don't, I don't, I, I don't stand up good and straight. I kind of do stand like this. It's just kind of how I am. That's okay. Just how I am. But I want you to know part, part of my walk is because I'm carrying the weight of the world on my shoulder. Anybody here have history of hard stuff? And any of you walk kind of with battle wounds? And they affect your ability to have a relationship. They affect your ability to be in church. They affect your ability to be married. <laughs> they affect your ability at work. We've got these things, and God's saying, hey, 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 those things that you've been through are real. That stuff's real. I'm not trying to say that the things that you've walked through aren't real and that you've not been hurt and the things that haven't happened. But I will tell you, the scripture's telling us, Jesus came to pay for those things that you've been through. And for you to walk a life of faith and a life of blessing and a life of favor and a life of wisdom and a life of miracles and doors opening for you. Pastor, I'm not seeing that in my life. Okay. Then is God off or are you off? That's a good question. You may say, you know what, maybe God is off. Well, prove it. You go try to prove God, God will prove himself. Prove it. Take God's word and go prove it. I want you to know the blessings of Abraham are real, and they are for you, and God has no problems getting them to you. He delivers on Sundays. He delivers after hours. He delivers on holidays. 
And he doesn't leave a note on your door saying, we're sorry, we've missed your delivery. Maybe we'll get it to you next week. God's arm is long enough to deliver to you. His shipping hasn't broke down. It won't. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. But my part is just to walk in faith. Walk in faith. Where I want to go over the next few weeks is to talk about Abraham and his blessings, the promises that Abraham has. Why? So that you can look and see, am I getting any of that? Because if I'm not, I have missed it somehow. God doesn't have any trouble getting it to me, but he is a God of his law, of his will, of his word, and he will not break it. So if I'm outside of that, he's not going to just do it just because I'm a cool guy. Nope. You must be in my word. You must be in my law. I will bless you according to my word is what the Lord is saying here. The blessings of Abraham are for you according to his word. Can everybody say amen? Are y'all with me? All right. God is not a God of works. However, he is a God of faith. And faith produces works. We get the things out of order. We do the works without the faith. God doesn't want the works. God wants the faith. And out of that faith will be works. It's revelation, I hope. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. There is no other way. The Word of God. Let's dive in uh, to the next scripture. Uh, Galatians chapter 3, uh, verse 15. Dear brothers and sisters, here is an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or amend an irrevocable agreement, so it is in this case. God gave the promise to Abraham and his child. Now what's cool here is we could sit here and have a commentary on this, but we don't need it because they explain. And notice the scripture doesn't say to his children as if it meant his descendants. It's very easy for us to think that because of who our parents are, we're, we're good. I grew up with spirit-filled, very strong, powerful Christians. But there came a time that I could not stand on theirs any longer. My foundation crumbled underneath me. I was never called to stand on someone else's stuff. Mine. God began to build my faith. So we're not talking about his children as in descendants. Rather, it says to his child. And that, of course, means Christ. Verse 17. This is what I'm trying to say. The agreement God made with Abraham could not be canceled 430 years later when God gave the law to Moses. God would be breaking his promise. For if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, then it would not be the result of accepting God's promise. But God graciously gave it to Abraham as a promise. So what's this saying? God's promise can't be undone. It just said an irrevocable. It can't be irrevoked. Do you know that your calling, it also says in Scripture, is irrevocable? God has made you for something, and that can't be undone. 
You may try to undo it, and I can tell you uh, for my own, my own life, me feeling um, about the way that I'm created, I have tried several times to undo that, to be somebody I'm not. Because to be honest with you, if I don't allow the Holy Spirit to work through me, I will drive you nuts. Amen. Thank you. It's the truth. Do you have people in your life that drive you nuts? Yeah. I have several. But that's not, not the problem. The problem is the ones that I'm driving nuts. Me. Well, what's my, what's my deal? And I've had to accept who I am because I can't undo who I am. I can keep trying, but a squirrel can't be a duck. I can try to be a duck, but I'm a squirrel. It's probably not the greatest analogy, but whatever. I am kind of nuts, so. <laughs> but uh, God, God's promises cannot be undone. They can be counted on. They can be expected. God says that he can do more than we could ever think or ask. Our expectation is nowhere near what God can do. But if I will live my life according to God's word and live in expectation of God doing his word, that is living in faith. That even though it looks like it's going to be like this, we, we had Convoy of Hope yesterday. I don't know if several of y'all participated, but it was supposed to rain all day. We prayed that it wouldn't rain, and it did not rain a drop. And it was about 80 degrees. It was heavenly. Last year, or two years ago, it was in July, and it was hotter than... It was hot. God's promises can be trusted, but you need to know them. That's where we're going to be going over the next few weeks, or what are God's promises? Because they're good, and you should be expecting them. But you don't have to worry about them, because it says in Deuteronomy that his blessings will come and find us and overtake us. It says, if we will hear God's word and obey it, Deuteronomy 28, that he will find us, his blessings will find us and overtake us. Well, I can tell you so many times with my walk and even here with the church, I will look around. Sometimes I need to stop what I'm doing and say, are we experiencing God's blessing? In my family, in my kids, I want you to know there are promises. That one of the promises of Abraham is that my seed shall possess the gates of the enemy. Okay, my, seed, my seed, personally and naturally, are my children. And the enemy is not going to win against my children. I can tell you, the enemy tries to. But my seed shall possess the gates of the enemy. That's a promise I have that I can stand on. Do they struggle sometimes? Of course they do. Do you have kids that have struggled? Of course you do. You, you, uh, yes, you do. I know you do. We all do. But what are my promises that I need to be standing on? 
Because as a pastor, as a parent, um, as, a, as a business person, I need to be knowing, is God's blessing around me? Because it's an identifier for me to know, am I in God's will? There are many things in Scripture that will point us back to God if we will just look and dig and search. The problem is we're too busy trying to get it all ourselves, And then we blame God or the person sitting next to you and you get offended for something stupid because you have gotten off track. Somebody say amen. amen. Um, we learned this past Wednesday night about how important it is that we stop the nastiness coming out of our mouth. It just, it just needs to stop. It doesn't mean maybe you don't think it or, you know, one thing is first stop your mouth and then stop your thoughts. And it says it's impossible to tame the tongue. You can't do it without God. But with God, you can. You call yourself a Christian, you have the ability to control yourself. If you don't, that's another one of those factors of saying, uh-oh, I'm outside of God's will. I get in Walmart and I can't control myself. God, I'm out of your will. Anybody been to Walmart and couldn't control themselves? Anybody watched someone not be able to control themselves? A fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-control. So I tell you this thing just to say, there are identifiers in our life. There are warnings on your road of your life that will warn you that you're going the wrong way. Wrong way. How do they know which way we're going? Thank you. You're going the wrong way. What is Galatians chapter 3 saying? You're going the wrong way, and this is the right way. I want to encourage you this week, go back to Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. Look for some commentary. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, because this scripture is about living in God's will. Living by faith. Either we're really doing this thing as a church or we're just playing a religious game. Well, I'm done playing the games, and believe me, I've done it. But no more. I desire the blessings of the Lord to find me and overtake me. And if, that's, if I really desire it, then I'm going to do what he tells me to do. I want what daddy has, so I'm going to come under the authority of daddy and get into what he's desiring. Why? Because he's telling me to, but also because he's good. Do you know the Lord and the, know that he's good? We, the first song we sang this morning, I sing because you are good, and I dance because you are good, and I shout because you are good. You are good to me. You may not know that good God. Go looking for him. You will find him. Go looking for him. The way you do that, it is in his word, by his spirit, and in his body. Go looking for him. So starting next week, we're going to start looking at the Abrahamic covenant and the blessings of Abraham. Because here in Galatians chapter 3, it's talking about, I am a, an heir of Christ. And part of that... Um, inheritance is the blessings of Abraham. I want to know what God has for me, and I want it. I want it. 
That's not selfish. God says, I want you to have this. I want you to know it. And you should be looking for it. That's not selfish. I want it. Do I really want it? If I really want it, I'll change. Now, I can tell you, I have lived a life where I've pursued this stuff. I'm not pursuing God because of his stuff. I've gotten over that, but I still know to expect it. And if I'm not getting it, something's off. I still want it. I still like it. But that's not my heart. My heart is is I love Jesus. He's proven himself to me. Faithful. Worthy. He's the only direction I want to go in. But I also know he's got... He's got the goods for me. He's thinking of me. And it's good and not bad. He has a future for me. And it's good and not bad. His ways are better than my ways. And they're better than what I could ever expect. So I want to encourage you. Get back into Galatians 3 this week. Pray, seek his face, ask for help. Ask for help. We are a body that helps. If you look at our boxes, and I want you to know we're doing three schools. I'm going to close with this. And Jerry Whitson has said, it's great what you're giving us, but we could use more. I think we're giving them about 60 boxes. They said we'd need about 100. Church, you've given enough. We've We've done all that we can do this time but there's still more need. And God's using us. And it's looking like that we may be a pilot for Putnam County Schools for other churches to pick up what we're doing. God's using us. So I want to encourage you, seek, ask, find, knock, get after it. And let's start expecting God's blessing to find us and overtake us. Amen? You guys stand up with me. Please don't anybody leave. I'm going to bless it, and we're going to get some instructions on how to, how to eat, um, on what to do. I want to encourage you. I know you probably just want to exit. Please don't. Please stick around with us. Let us get to know you. Um, We're weirder than you think we are. (laughs) Amen. Um, But you're just going to find out that we're just as normal as you. And you've come in here with all kinds of damage and all kinds of baggage and all kinds of dysfunction. Well, you will find out you are in good company. We just love each other. And we love Jesus, and we're trying hard to do that. To love the Lord thy God with all our strength and our soul and our mind, and to love one another. That's what we're trying to do. So please hang out with us. But let me just speak a blessing over you. Father, in Jesus' name, I just speak blessing and not curses. I just speak that according to your word in Deuteronomy 28, that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We are blessed in the city and blessed in the country. That the things that we place our hands to are blessed. And that, God, you are with us. And if you are with us, who could be against us? God, let us not be a people that turn from you and do it our own way. But that, that, but that I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Let us not be a people that turn away from you 
and do it our own way, but Lord, let us be a people that turn to you. Listen to your voice. We know your voice, and we obey your voice. God, you are good. Your word is good. Your spirit is good. Your leadership is good. You would never lead us the wrong way. Never. It's not in you. Father, if there is somebody here that has never given their heart to Jesus, Lord, just let them just soften. And right now, right where you sit, just give your heart to him. Say, God, I've held it this whole time and I'm so full of stuff. I just give that to you. Forgive me. Come into my heart, Spirit of Jesus. Come into my heart. Change me. I make a decision today to follow you. I want you to know that if you, if you make that decision, it says that your word is written in the Lamb's book of life, never to be blotted out. Never. Never. His word says that he came to give us life and to give it more abundant. I want you to know if you've just made that decision, if you will turn your heart to the Lord, get in his word and begin to obey it, you are going to start to experience an abundant life. Doesn't mean it's not still going to rain. Doesn't mean we're not still going to have challenges. It just means you are going to overcome. Christ is with you. Father, I just pray for this, this morning, for our meal, for our fellowship, for um, just, every, just to bless everything that has been done, the hands that have worked so hard to bless this food. Lord, I just, give, I just want to just give a special thank you to Kim and her team for everybody that's working so hard. Bless them, Lord. And Lord, bless our fellowship. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. You guys have a seat. We're going to give you some quick instruction.